We're looking at Genesis chapter 2 this morning. We're going to be focusing on the 24th verse today. As we have learned through this remodeling process, or anybody who's ever remodeled a home or built a home, you understand you don't just go in there with a hammer and start nailing boards together. You have to have some plans. You have to have a blueprint to describe exactly where everything is supposed to go, how it's supposed to be built, so that when it's finished, it actually will be what you set out to build. From the very beginning of creation itself, God provides a blueprint for marriage. It was so important, such a significant part of creation, that God builds the blueprint for marriage into his creative work. Recorded in the final verses of Genesis chapter 2, where we see these words in verse 24. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. This morning, we're going to discover God's blueprint for marriage, and it's a plan that impacts every single one of us. God provides us with his blueprint for marriage. God created us for each other. Before God commanded the temple to be built in Jerusalem, before God instituted the church in the New Testament, God instituted marriage. If anyone ever questioned how significant the marriage relationship is, how sacred it is, you don't have to go any farther than the beginning chapters of Genesis to find out. God planned it from the very beginning. Now, it's important not to misunderstand something here, though. God does, in fact, make the blueprint for marriage. We're going to look at this this morning. It's extremely significant. It's important for every one of us. But he was not saying that those who are married are somehow of more worth in his eyes than those who are not married. Nor was he saying that those who are married are more important or significant in his kingdom. Far from it. The Bible provides numerous examples of people who were not married who played a very significant role in the kingdom of God. The Apostle Paul describes how those who are single can be used in the kingdom of God in ways that married couples cannot You don't have to go any farther than Jesus himself to find someone who was single who obviously had a significant role in God's kingdom. Being single is not a disadvantage. It does not make someone a second-class citizen in the kingdom of God. If you're single this morning, don't make the mistake of thinking that you need to be married to complete God's will for your life. You don't need to be married, you just need Jesus. That's all. Now with that said, Genesis does point out how significant God's blueprint for marriage truly is. It's important for us to understand, especially those of us who are married, we need to recognize how significant marriage and the family are according to God's blueprint. Now first, it's important to see that people were not created for power. They were not created for authority. 
We were created for fellowship. First and foremost, we're created for fellowship with God. But God also created us for fellowship with one another. God recognized the need for fellowship in verse 20 of Genesis chapter 2. There the Bible tells us, So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and the beasts of the field, but Adam, but for Adam no suitable helper was found. God saw that, that Adam needed a counterpart. The word for helper, it's a difficult word to, to translate into English. Uh, that translation gives a little bit of a, a sense of servitude, or, 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 but that's not the idea at all in the original language. The, the word in the original language is a beautiful word that describes someone who corresponds to Adam. And so God did exactly what Adam So desperately needed. Verse 21, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Old joke goes that, that Adam called Eve woman because he took one look at her and went, Wow, man. And that joke's actually not too far from the truth. The, the, the Hebrew word for, for woman, the name that, that Adam gave for woman, it, it, it's, it, it, it plays off of the Hebrew word for man. The Hebrew word for man is ish. The Hebrew word for woman is isha. Adam recognized that that Eve was bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She was a part of him. He was to show her the same love and respect that he would show to himself. You ever heard the old expression when when somebody sees a couple, they've been married for a long time, and somebody says, ah, you know, they were just made for each other. I used to worry about that when I was growing up. I thought, boy... I'm not sure I want somebody that was made for me. I knew how messed up I was. I didn't want anybody that was just like me. But the fact of the matter is, God made Adam and Eve for each other. If you're looking for an argument that God takes marriage seriously, you don't have to go any farther than Genesis chapter 2. If you're looking for an argument that God designed the sexual relationship to be exclusively between a husband and a wife, you don't have to go any farther than Genesis chapter 2. If you're looking for an argument that God takes the family and our responsibilities within the family seriously, you don't have to go any farther than Genesis chapter 2. God is the one who designed this to be exactly what it is. Anytime we step outside of God's design, we always create a disaster. God takes marriage very seriously. The Bible moves directly from God's design of marriage to the application of that design. In the verse we read a minute ago, verse 24, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. From the very beginnings of creation itself, Marriage is presented as a part of God's design. There's a a, a union between husband and wife. They leave their family of their birth and unite with each other as one flesh. Now notice the order. 
It's not outside of marriage, but as a result of marriage. There's a union, a bond that goes deeper, deeper than even the union that a child has with their parents. As they unite together, in the eyes of God, they become one flesh. You don't get any more united than that. We live in a time when marriage and families are under attack. And truth is, that's always been the case. People have always been trying to alter what God designed marriage to be ever since God designed it that way. Marriage is hard. Families are a struggle, but it's a struggle that's worth it. The very order of creation itself reveals how important this is to God. He is on the side of your family. He's for you. He is for your marriage. He wants it to be all that it's designed to be. And that's why he gives us his blueprint. Moms and dads, you who are parents, one of the single best things you can do for your children is to strengthen your marriage. Take time to get reacquainted with your spouse. Remember what made you say, wow, man, the first time you saw him. Remember what it was like when they agreed to marry you. Remember the experiences that you shared through life. How hard you've worked to create what you've had. And building a strong marriage is hard work. Take sacrifice. It takes deep effort, but it's worth it. And and know something. Know that God is right there with you, fighting to keep your marriage strong. The single greatest thing you can do as a husband or a wife to strengthen your marriage relationship is to grow in your walk with the Lord. Because as husband and wife grow closer to God... They grow closer to each other. Never forget. Never forget what a wonderful creation marriage and family are. Goes all the way back to creation itself. The man said, this is now bone of my bone. And flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. God is for your marriage. One of the exciting things that you can do together as a couple is is to pray together for your friends and, and family that need to know the Lord. I am I, I, thrilled by the ways that, that some of you have been, been coming and telling me how God's been blessing you through this Who's Your One process we've been participating in uh, during the month of October. We've been praying for those people that the Lord has laid on our heart, lifting them to the Father. We celebrated Wednesday night. Well, if you missed Wednesday night prayer meeting, you missed the celebration. We celebrated one of our ones coming to the Lord. Isn't that exciting? God is answering your prayers. 
Next Sunday is what we're calling One Sunday. We invite you, if the Lord so leads, to, to invite your one to come to church next Sunday. And we'll see what the Lord will do. It's going to be a great, a great day. You may be thinking, well, I don't know if they'd come or not. You might be surprised. 51% of the unchurched say they would respond to an invitation. They say, hey, well, I'd, I'd probably go if somebody just asked me. So this week, even if you haven't been able to be praying for someone during the month, this week, you think about it, is there somebody that I could invite, somebody that I could just say, hey, why don't you come to church with me next Sunday? You never know what the Lord might do. You never know how the Lord's working in their, their heart. You never know that you would enter into that moment when God has prepared a, a divine appointment and that simple invitation from you could be the difference in their life. I encourage you to allow God to work through you this week. Heavenly Father, it's exciting to see the way that you work through your people. And it's a blessing to watch the way that you work through the families of National Heights Baptist Church. We can look throughout our congregation and see examples of, of wonderful marriages and families that have been dedicated to you. They're not perfect. None of us is. But God, you've given us some beautiful examples of, of how you can work even through our imperfections. And we thank you for that. We pray you'd strengthen our families today. Help us to realize just how important this is to you. This is a significant passage of Scripture. That you instituted marriage all the way back in the fabric of creation itself. Help us to recognize that that our families are worth the effort. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.